Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast, the show by Southern Miss fans for Southern Miss fans. Do it again. It's show for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Dang, nabbit. What did I say? (laughs) You said by Southern Miss or he's backwards. All right, I got it backwards. Tomato, tomato. Okay. It's four first, then by. Okay. Okay, four and then bye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Take three. What happens when we add? Three, two, one. Podcast like champion today. Go. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. The podcast by four. Son of a. Dang, nabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I what? what is it? It's four <laughs> Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Four by okay, four by. Do you need to write this? Bill? <laughs> Apparently, Pate sprung it on me. Okay, really, last time four by four by the okay. show. The show for Southern Miss fans by Southern. Miss. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, okay. Oh, let's do it this time. If he messes it up this time, we're just gonna act. It. We're just gonna write four by four by four by. Okay. All right, go. <laughs> Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. No need for the calculator here, Poindexter. We're average Joes who are passionate fans. This is for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast, a show for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Uh, before we kick off tonight, I need to bring in my co-host, that jolly bearded fella, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Lane? I am extra jolly. Are this you extra jolly? Because, number one, it's my Christmas. Golden Eagles, well, number one, my Golden Eagles just won a bowl game. And number what? two... That's right. We did. We just won a bowl game a week ago. You were there with me, Chuck. You know about this. I know all about it. And, and then number two, it's Christmas week, Chuck. It it's is Christmas, Christmas week. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and I'm a little and disappointed. feel like Christmas. <laughs> yes, it's it is. Old. And honestly, Chuck, I kind of fully wholeheartedly expected you to intro the show by instead of saying, hey, 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 everybody, saying ho, 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 everybody. Oh, you know, hindsight, we should have done that. I should have done slightly, that. Slightly disappointed, but it is Christmas time. And uh, I'm looking forward to the nice show, man. We're going to talk a little bowl game action, which to me was one of the most, probably the most exciting game we've had this year in terms of just general experience, you know. Um and I'm gonna say, but Lane, even even maybe even one of the most exciting bowl games so far. Period. Yeah, I like, mean, it, you know. it's been a good one, and yeah. uh, and so, you know, I I think um, I, I'm excited to recap that game and go back over some of the headlines. There's one massive headline we need to talk about that comes in a package that's about five foot eight, 195 pounds, and where's number three? Which we'll we'll get to that one, but there is a big headline with that one, and then there is uh, you know, and then we get to talk a little bit about some basketball tonight. Maybe end up the show with a little Christmas 
he thought. So I'm excited. Get in that about Christmas it. spirit. Yes. That's well, right. We have a killer guest tonight joining us, so I want to introduce him. Great guy, great family. Known him, I guess, I was going to say since he's a kid, but um, he's only 18, 19, 20 years old now, so I guess he's kind of still in that young manhood. But uh, welcome, Mr. Landry Ryder. What's up, dude? What's up? What's up? How are y'all doing? Doing well, man. How about you? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Got uh, some Southern Miss sports. Got everybody pretty excited. I'd say. Yeah. Oh now, yeah. And before we got started, Lander, you had mentioned you had called uh, Lane Coach Brady, and you said yeah, that he I coached did. you when you were at ninth grade football. So tell us, tell us, tell the listeners what oh, having boy. Coach Brady was like. Oh boy, <laughs> there, this Coach was Brady. not. <laughs> and re- and remember, he he cannot make you run, so you can be honest. <laughs> hey, I, I'm gonna be honest. I can tell you a story right now. I probably I'll tell you it. So I think oh, it's no. probably like it's probably like the first practice that we ever had. Like so, it's my first practice ever in high school, and so we're I think we're running like probably like hundred. He always made us run these hundred stuff. So we didn't do something right. So he made me hold a dummy, and I told him I wasn't out there to hold a dummy. So he made me like bear crawl all the way down the field and back probably about like three or four times. So. That's probably my most fond memory of uh, the old Coach Brady. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah, I vaguely time, remember that. That was a every time someone brings that, that was up, a I'm young. Like, yeah. That was a young Landry right there. That was that, that was a stupid Landry, of course. Very, <laughs> very young that Landry. Stupid. That was stupid of you. As soon as I said that, I was like, "Oh, that was not good." But. <laughs> I, I well, you didn't it. say it again, so it worked. Yeah. You never said that again. Yeah, so. I never said anything like that again. But we're here now, so we're good <laughs> <to you. laughs> we are here now. You've grown Let into me... a fine young man, so everything worked out. Appreciate. It. <laughs> there is nothing worse on this planet than a bear crawl. At all, I no. uh, maybe the crab claw, but I hated when a coach made us do bear crawls. Yes, Chuck, yeah, I've got are... some stuff in my. My tool belt that, uh, that in my opinion's worse, but the, I, uh, I, I didn't put it on Andrew. It was his first day. I didn't do that to him. But, uh, <laughs> I've got some stuff in the toolbox that might be a little bit worse that I've, I've seen and have done before. I'm, I'm past my football <laughs> day, so I think I'll be good. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, let's let's dive on into the bowl game, man. Um, Lane, oh, yeah, here. man. The topic of the day, the Golden Eagles bring home the Lending Tree Championship. We are Lending Tree Champions, guys. I bought my shirt last night, Chuck. Did you buy a shirt after the game? I, I did. Did you have to take did you have to take out a lawn? <laughs> Dude, it was so much like they they said, they told me how much the shirt was and I was like, No, I just want one shirt. And they were right. like, Yeah, that's, that's what you, you know. But <laughs> hey, I bought it anyway, just to have yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, right. So, um, yeah, man, we're Lending Tree champions. We uh, we brought home the hardware, and I got to see the hardware at the basketball game uh, on yep. Sunday. Mm-hmm. That was fun, too. Mm-hmm. I told them I wanted to recreate Frank Gore's picture, and they wouldn't let me put they it in They wouldn't let lap. you put it. Did you have a cigar <laughs> ready? 
<laughs> it was in my pocket. I wanted to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't do that, but that would have been fantastic if I could have recreated horse pick. But uh, but yeah, man. So let's uh let's fire up the old holy cow machine for this one. What you think, uh, Chuck? Let's break it out one more time this season, dude. All right, let's cue cue the holy cow. Come on, Harry, get us queued up. Holy cow! All right, Landry, so the way this works is we pick our player of the game or, or, or a play of the game, something that made us say, holy cow. And since you're the guest, we're going to let you go first here. Who is your holy cow player of the game? Uh, Well, if I, if I had to pick one, obviously, there's one person I'd have to pick, and that's Frank Gore Jr. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he had a crazy, crazy game. Obviously, he rushed for 329 yards. Oh, this is the craziest part about it, probably in my opinion. He did all that on twenty-one rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. That's that's in, that's insane. Like three hundred twenty-nine yards on twenty-one attempts. You don't see that too often. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think three twenty-nine is isn't that the NCAA bowl game rushing record in F- any bowl, FBS uh, bowl record? Game? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He broke the rushing yeah. record, and uh, he was averaging fifteen point seven yards a carry. Yeah, that that's also that's that's probably even I don't know which is more crazy, that or the twenty one attempts in three thirty, but he he rushed for two touchdowns and you can't forget the pass he threw, so for a that touchdown. Was a pretty little live pass. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Booby Miles and he can pass. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he went two for three passing with a touchdown. It was unreal. So Yeah, he has been yeah. a huge yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's the best all year. How many yeah. touchdown passes does he have this year? If I, I don't even know. Well, this year, so so far this season, let me look this up. Nabbit. Let's see. Frank Gore is sitting at four touchdowns on the season passing. So yeah, four. I yeah. That's not that's too crazy for running back. Yeah, for a running back. <laughs> yeah, right. not too shabby for a running back. So his passing stats on the season, guys, he's eight for fifteen, uh, for hundred and ninety one yards and four touchdowns. So what let me ask you this, Lane, uh just a little trivia here. How uh how many do, does our does Trey Lowe have? Trey Lowe has five. Five. So one more than our <laughs> running back. <laughs> yeah. Pretty uh, much, yeah. Yeah. So okay. pretty impressive. Our lead, our touchdown passing leader is Wilkie still with eight. With eight, okay. Yeah. So yeah, impressive, my old Frank right there, and all the way around. Yeah, and that's a good one, man. I figured, I figured Frank Gore had to be the first name mentioned right there, guys. He broke the record, and then to me, the biggest news was after he broke the record, he took the picture in the locker room and posted, "He's back next year." Right. He did. He said he confirmed that he will to stop the rumors, he will be back next year for the Golden Eagles. So yeah, and that's run it back. That's huge, man. That's huge for us going into next season. I'm excited, yeah, man. Yeah. What a lovable person he is, man. Like right. Golden Eagle fans just man, I don't we are so fortunate to have a kid like Frank Gore Jr. on our football team. We've talked about yeah. this before, but the kid loves the university. He loves playing here. 
he's not out there just trying to find the next best thing. He's out there trying to leave this place better than he found it. He's definitely he's doing, doing that. that. I was say, he's doing that for sure. He could he yeah. could easily go somewhere like like his dad's school, Miami, and get some crazy NIL deal. But I, I don't think he'll do that since he seems he's he's for the university. So. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Once by the time his career is over here, I'm hoping he's on the Walk of Champions. I'm hoping his jersey's retired. I hope. Oh yeah. Everything for that kid, man. Seriously. Well, I think. I, I think something that really got me last night, Lane. I don't know if you saw it, and I'm sure they showed it on TV too. But after that last touchdown that Gore rushed, when he come off the field, Will Hall just hugged him and held him for like. I mean, it felt like thirty, forty-five seconds. They just—he was just talking to him in his ear. Yeah, and uh, I just think there's a real special connection between Gore and Hall. There is. I mean, I think they both helped each other out a lot. Like mm-hmm. I think, because you think about man, Hall came in year one with all these high expectations, and he had a rough first year. But I think Gore was kind of the glue that held that team together for Hall. You mm-hmm. know. And, you know, you look at Gore, and I think Hall has found a way to utilize every ounce of talent Gore has. I mean, Hall has him out here throwing passes. <laughs> you know, he has him out here super super back, running back. They split him out wide and empty and, and had him out there at receiver a couple times in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. I don't think like that, ever- that Bugs Bunny skit. Now playing first base, <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Now playing second base, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Now playing, yeah. I mean, I just think I think Frank sees that Will's trying to get every give him every opportunity to shine, and I think mm-hmm. Will sees that Frank is has been to do it too. Has been a huge mm-hmm. integral part of him getting this program where he's trying to get it. So yeah, I think there's a mutual respect and a love for each other for sure. So, all right, well, Chuck, who is your holy cow player of the game? Well, Lane, I was thinking about this, and I thought about it last night. Um, You know, you and I did a football preview show um, three, four months back, and I sat at my kitchen table talking to you about this, and I talked about one of our transfers, Dalen Gill, and I said, if this kid gets a chance to play, he's going to make something special happen. And I think he did it all season long, but he gets my holy cow for um last night as well i mean he he got you know defensive player of the game which he absolutely mm-hmm. deserved um how many he got some sacks he got some tackles for losses he got some i he mean had, the dude was go ahead yeah he had 11 he, tackles yeah three, three sacks. sacks three sacks yeah yeah i mean just just a phenomenal game um i wish we had him one more year i really do that would yeah, yeah that'd be That'd be great if we would. He'd be back for another year, but absolutely, man. He uh, that's a good pick. And Chuck, what a call by you in the original show, man. Yeah. See, listeners, that's the quality you get here, man. You that's get <laughs> you get Chuck throwing out the, the. I mean, just predictions. That's that's some good stuff there, Chuck. <laughs> I let y'all know when Alabama's gonna lose. I mean, I, I give y'all all the all the insights. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's quality. Chuck's the one really. I might be the stat guy and the one they turn to for info, but Chuck's the meat of the show, guys. He's giving you the come on, come on the yeah. insider info now. Is that my Christmas present, Lane? Is that what you're doing? It is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> all I can afford to brag about. Talking me up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my player of the game is a guy that I really, I get Jason Brownlee winning offensive MVP. I understand that totally. He had a huge catch to put us up at the end and stuff, but I thought Jacarius Caston. I thought it. I thought it really could go to either one, guys. I thought. I thought we kind of had a tie for the offensive MVP, and I think they gave it to the one who gave us the go ahead. You know, they, the the go ahead touchdown at the end. Yeah. But uh, Jacarius Caston to me, that's my holy cow player of the game. Man, he had the first touchdown of the game for us. He ended the night with ninety four receiving yards on four catches. Uh. Had the big long catch to set up a score right before the half. He uh he made a bunch of big time plays. I hate he got hurt because I would have loved to seen what he had done if he had stayed fully healthy the whole game. But he he went over the middle and kind of stretched out a little bit for a catch. And you know he got he got rocked pretty good by a safety. But I think he came back in the game. But he just wasn't. He wasn't the same. You know, really, felt it was bothering him a little bit. Um. But yeah, he uh I thought Caston played really well, man. He he would be my player of the game. That's um, a good one. That's a great um, pick. And some, and some other highlights, guys, some other notables here. Again, I just mentioned it. Brownlee was the offensive MVP. He had a big touch I think the first play of the game he had a big catch. He scored the go ahead touchdown. He ended the night with seventy two receiving yards and a touchdown and then Chuck, when we when we gave our preview show with J.C. Cook, do you remember I said there is one wide receiver that I think is going to have a big kick in a key moment of the ball game? I remember you saying that. And you remember who I said it was going to be? I don't want to lie. I don't remember who you said it was going to be. <laughs> Dang, nabbit. I said it was going to be Ty Mims. Ty Mims, you did say that. Now I remember, I said, yes. Ty Mims is going to have a big catch in a big moment of this game. That that would be my prediction. Ty Mims had one catch, but it was an eighteen yard touchdown catch. Now I did not, I did not call that Frank Gore would be the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but he caught the touchdown. Right. He caught the touchdown from Gore, and it was a big one. So. uh uh, Ty Mims there. Trey Lowe into the night with 170 in the air and two touchdowns. Not a bad night for Trey Lowe. I thought the offensive line played really well, guys. They gave up two sacks, but I mean, I thought they played really well. I mean, if you notice a lot of, uh, a lot of big runs that we had, Gore didn't get touched till he was in the, the second and third level. He was up to the yeah. safeties by the time he was getting touched. Yeah. I thought our offensive line dominated, especially in the fourth quarter. Well, um, had a pretty good run there too, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a big moment and he pulled it down and ran. So yeah. uh one of the keys to the game we talked about was getting after their quarterback. We ended the night with five sacks and we uh, had uh not only the five sacks, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quarterback hurries. So five sacks and seven quarterback hurries, we were in Paget's face twelve times. So that helps. Like, you love it to is see. really big to the quarterback for giving yeah. him the pressure, especially in the first half. We were all over him in the first oh, half. Yeah, the first, uh, he, he was—he's getting a little scared. Yeah, I think he was rattled a lot. Yeah, early. He was a little and, shaken uh, 
Yeah, like when they when they started really kind of pushing to come back. You, if you notice when you watched the game, it was all quick game stuff, and what that means from a coaching aspect is they did away with their drop back, like him taking a drop and and waiting these long developing routes. They quit doing that the second half. And they just started catching and throwing. You know what I'm saying, Chuck? Like he was yeah. catching and throwing it before we could get to him, and the that was when step, they started. Yeah. That was when they started having some success in the air. I mean, Padgett felt a lot more comfortable then because you're a lot less likely to get smoked by our defensive line. But uh, Dalen Gill got after him there in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. got all three sacks on two drives. So that's a highlight on our defense there. Santrell Latham and Malik Shorts both had seven tackles. That was good. Um, Santrell Latham and uh, Jay Stanley combined for a sack. They both had a half a sack each. Jay Stanley had an interception, and uh, Don Kiwan had a big sack. He blew up the quarterback on his. Yeah, he, remember that one? He, quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, it was a shot, man. The quarterback pulled it down and tried to run, and Don was there just waiting on him. Yeah. And, guys, honestly, to me, probably the biggest defensive play of the night came from Eric Scott down in the end zone when Rice went for it. They tested him twice. Now they came yeah. after him third down. They had number two. When you told us last week, Chuck, you told us their number two, uh, that was their go-to guy, Rosner. Yeah. And uh, they had we had Eric Scott on him down there. It was in the fourth quarter, I think their second last drive. Mm-hmm. They went after Eric Scott on third down, and he – and he deflected it out of bounds and went after him on fourth down and he deflected it again. I thought those were kind of the plays. Of the plays. Game. Um, so yeah, guys, that's pretty much our game as a whole. That pretty much wraps up the summary and we brought home the championship. So excited we for these guys. The champions. So do without the cigarette there, Chuck. <laughs> but yeah, what else? we brought we brought it home, man, and it was awesome. Uh, it y'all was. got any final thoughts? Oh. I I'm a, I'm gonna give a mad shout out to Jerry Defada and the Alumni Association and all the people that put on the uh, the Eagle Landing man first class. Um, great job, had a blast before the game. So thank you, Jerry, and all the stuff y'all do for. For us, we appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Landry, any final thoughts before we shift sports even? Oh, man, I just, I'm glad they finished the season out strong and they finished with a winning record. Big step. Can't wait for next year to see what they'll do, see what's Who will get in the transfer portal this summer and see what they're looking like. So, Amen. It'll be exciting. And and shout out to the Pride. You know, the band was rocking last night. Yeah, they were. You could could hear them on TV. So, Mm -hmm. rocking. Absolutely. Top to bottom. Top to bottom. Great, Great performance. Good experience, man. Yeah. It was uh all right. Well let's shift some gears here, guys, because we have another sport right now that uh is representing our university really well. We got a certain team right now that's sitting at eleven and one overall. 
So good time there, the men's basketball team. And uh, Landry, you have a unique perspective here. Uh, I believe you know one of our players, huh? I'd say so. I, I guess you could say that just a little bit, but. <laughs> Landry has- Landry's brother is the basketball player for our men's basketball team. Your brother's Tate Ryder, oh, yeah, right? 55, for sure. Tate Ryder. He's, right. he's part yeah. of the, what's the, the nasty bench. So The nasty bench. <laughs> the nasty bench. <laughs> we are so making a shirt that says that. I can't I, love I, that I, at all. Right? At the, I had a shirt on that said that. I kid you not. Really? Wow, that's the hilarious. Na- my mom makes them, so. You want a shirt that says Nasty Bench? Hit hit her up. (laughs) Yes, I will text her. I absolutely want a shirt that says Nasty Bench. I will wear it to every game. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. So, well, Landry, with your unique perspective, Chuck and I had a couple questions we were going to ask you. I'm going to go first, just in case I feel like stealing some of Chuck's questions. You know, you know what's funny, Lane, uh, uh, Landry, and and Lane is uh, Lane forgot to ask you the 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 Southern Miss questions at the very beginning of the podcast. So I was I, I, I was seeing how long he'd go before he realized it, but I guess he's not going to. Dang, nabbit! I did, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll ask those now, Landry. What Man, makes you an everyday look- eagle? I have to say, I I went like I grew up on uh, a daycare going like it's on Southern Miss's campus, so I went to the daycare. So I've always been like in the know of everything that's going on at Southern Miss. So I'd say that's what makes me an everyday eagle. I love it. I love Southern Miss. It's a great place. You were kind of a Southern Miss student before you were an Oak Grove student. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. If you think about and it, then like what? That. Yeah. And then what's your favorite Southern Miss memory? Oh, I'd have to say it's definitely got to be this past baseball season, the Super Regional and the Regionals. Those are definitely those two. Both of those series and like those are crazy. Those are great. They those were, are probably they were... Southern Miss memory. So far of my, I guess, say, life. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Great one. Was the, Great choices. Was the Super Regional versus Ole Miss not the hottest weekend you've ever oh, had man. in your life? No, that that was extremely hot, like scorching hot. I was like, oh, my God. I got uh-huh. second-degree sunburn. <laughs> that was miserably hot. It was, yeah. So... And Landry, tell us a little bit about yourself here before we start diving into a bunch of questions. You told us about your brother playing there, so tell us about uh, you. What are you up to now? What are you doing? Right now, I go to Northwest Community College in Cenotopia. That's up in, it's probably about uh, 40 minutes away from Memphis, about 35 minutes away from Oxford. And uh, I study sports management up there, so I'm trying to be like a equipment manager for a bigger school or not like a bigger school, like a, when I graduate from Southern Miss after Northwest, go to like an NFL or like a, say Alabama or something like that and be an equipment manager there. So Dang, it. it's a fun time up there. And, uh, 
I'm the football manager there, so we just got done with a 10-2 and season. We lost in the national championship, so that was a bummer. But it was a great season, my first season up there, and I really enjoyed it. So it was a, it was a great time. Awesome, man. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. I was, a, you know, we've mentioned before my fandom for Baltimore. I was an intern equipment manager for the Ravens back in 2011. And, Lord, uh, another wow. Raven story. It was a. Uh, I'm not telling a story. I'm just telling. You know, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But uh, but yeah, man, it's a, it was a good experience, man. You you can get up there to those levels and you see all kinds of stuff and see what's happening right. behind the scenes and stuff. It's it's a good time. So that'd be fun. Be a fun career, man. You see the world. Yeah, For real. And I've talked to a few people in that uh in that area and they that that's what they said you get to see a lot of stuff i think it, that'd be good for me so mm-hmm. yeah it'd be fun that's sure. awesome yes sir well my, well my basketball specific question for you is this uh obviously you have a brother on the team so you have a, a unique perspective here getting uh you've seen him play you've seen this team since he's been there he's been there what Two years now? Yeah, this Maybe three. His uh, second year. He was on the team last year, and uh, he just by talking to him, like from the end of last year, he he knew all of the people were going to be in the transfer portal and how it was going to go. He did, he. I don't know if he expected to get the players they got and how it would go, like starting off this year, but. Whenever they started off in the summer, during their summer workouts, he said that he could immediately tell that uh, the team, this team was going to be 100% better than last year's team, that the chemistry was immediately better as soon as they got all together and uh, they just they hit it off as soon as they got on the court together. And he was super excited as soon as uh, they got ready for the season. And you can obviously tell it's reflecting on the court how they're playing on it's only one loss which came it came down to the wire they could they could it be did. easily 12 and 0 right now so that is it, they only won 7 games last year which they're they've already up to 11 so it can't get much better than it already has and i think it will get i think it'll get a lot better as the season goes on so yeah well so, so he attribute like the the turnarounds we've seen like it's an unbelievable turnaround. Do you attribute that? No, yeah. you know, w- would you think that just goes to the the chemistry of the guys they brought in, or yeah, you can you know bring in better players, or what, or have they changed coaching style? What what all has changed? I think just, you could ask any of the players that are on the team right now that it would be definitely the chemistry because you can. I can tell my he's talked to me and my family about how how the how the team interacts in the locker room, how it's different than last year and that I, I don't know. My brother said he enjoys it. He probably every he thinks he enjoys the season better this year because he said it's way more fun winning when than losing and they've done a mm-hmm. lot of winning so far, so he definitely he's got it right, right there, so <laughs> and it's uh, fun when you like you're with too yeah it's fun to win with people you like you and you know and when you said about the coaching i think 
A big part of the success this year is their assistant coach, Juan Cardona. He is a he's a firecracker if you see him sitting on the uh, on the bench. He is not he does not stop moving or screaming. He's my brother, I know he my brother loves Coach Cardona and uh he says he's always he's pushing the guys, he he's always encouraging them and everything. He said he probably one of his most favorite coaches he's ever had and he's only had him for a coaches for Six months, something like that. So that can say. Where did Cardona come from? Uh, I think he was at uh, my some prep school in Miami. If I'm not mistaken, he was at Mercer. Yeah, I think he was at Mercer, and I know he's from Miami. But my brother, he's yeah, he he has that that a big part of the part of this season so far is Coach Cardona coming in and. I guess you could say being the defense coordinator for the team. Yeah. He's he's like it's crazy how he he can get the defense going, get them going. He he's always screaming 24/7 during Oh the yeah, game. you you can hear him at the top of Reed Green. You can and you you can see yeah. it too. He he sweats mm-hmm. through his uh his suit so. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He does. He does for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm looking at it right here. Cardona started it. He was, he was in Miami. Actually, his coaching career started back in eight ninety eight mm-hmm. when he coached in Puerto Rico. Yeah, but yeah, he was in Miami for a good little while, and uh, he went to Mercer for two years, and then we snagged him from Mercer. Yeah. Um, is it is it yeah. Jose from Puerto Rico, or is he from Chile? Hase, Chile. Uh, Hase is from Chile, and so is uh, Nico and uh, Marcelo. So there's three okay. from Chile, and then there is two from Puerto Rico. Right. I knew there was really before. three. Really three, if you count Coach Cardona. But uh, yeah, Alvarez. He's from Puerto Rico, and then uh, what? Uh, Poppy. His name tw- number twenty one. He's from Puerto Rico, so okay. They got a real diverse, diverse team, and that's awesome. All the uh, the I think the people from the players from Chile, all three of them, they had played with each other before coming to Southern Miss, which I think is a big like factor of why they're playing so well right now. That they've all played with each other before, and uh, if you talk to a bunch of the Eagle fans. They'd say, like at the beginning of the year, they'd probably tell you they these team this team had played with each other before. They probably won't be that good, but I, I kind of had a I don't want to toot my own horn, but I kind of had a feeling that they they'd start the year off this well or not. Th- I didn't know that about this well. I definitely yeah. knew they started off better than last year, and they for sure have. So it's great. Absolutely. Well, Chuck, what questions do you have? But, and I think you're right, Landry, and I think the thing that, uh, I think when people really started noticing, and you actually were there for this, was the uh, the games in Cancun. Tell us about that, you know, what it was like for the team being down there, and, um, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Back, being down there, I, just, I was hanging out with the team a little bit, mm-hmm. being around my brother, like, whenever they had off time. I'd go in there right. and watch the practices and stuff. They, they, they. I think they practice harder than they do. They play in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Which 
they yeah. go they go hard all the time and right definitely being in uh cancun all of them i think it it get because there's a bunch of different teams down there like auburn winthrop purdue fort wayne uh northwestern who else uh I can't remember. Uh, Liberty was down there, and uh, I think they they definitely was like they packed the Auburn packed the stands out for sure. But being down yeah. there for just, uh I think the guys really enjoyed it. I can tell by my first hand that the team, all the guys enjoyed being around each other, right. and uh, they're all they they're all, I think they're all like brothers. For sure, they they enjoyed. I think they enjoyed being around each other, and uh, cool. I think they had a great experience playing down there and getting to see all the different teams and competition. Like with Auburn being down there, Auburn's a big time school this year for basketball and how they play and the level you need to play at to succeed. And uh, I think they. I think they noticed that. I think so. So two things real quick. Um, like uh, Kelly Sander and I were talking uh, probably about a year ago. I don't, he may not even remember this conversation, but uh, he we were talking about Jay Ladner, and he said, "Chuck, you know, Jay Ladner needs three years to build a program." Yeah, yeah. and this is this is year three for Jay Ladner, <laughs> and I, you know, very rarely do I like to say Kelly Sander knows what he's talking about, but Kelly Sander knows what he's talking about sometimes. Um, so do you, you know, we know that it's because he got some people from the transport portal. We know that it's <laughs> because he, you know, he brought in Cardona and some other staff, and but he has really built up the program. Yeah, he has. I yeah. think uh, I I know a bunch of people. They'd hate to admit it that he they're they're glad he's doing good right now because they they didn't like the first year and the second year mm-hmm. and they I think everybody was sick and tired of hearing give him one more year this and that yeah obviously it has it has worked out good everybody yeah. should be happy it's a they did a complete one eighty or three sixty whatever it is yeah from last, this year and yeah you can't. It can't get much better, or it can get better by win by win. Is a step from and last year. I I agree, and I am as far as you know. I think he came in twenty twenty, correct? I, I believe so. Like, I don't. I don't think anybody should count anything in twenty twenty. I mean, like the whole all, yeah. year was just shot COVID, straight down. Yeah. yeah, the worst point probably ever in college sports in general. Well, yeah. It, Bad situation with what or Tyndall, I guess, all the, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And but right, it's it's getting back on track most definitely, and uh, it should be exciting the rest of the year and most definitely next year for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and, and second, you know, you mentioned your mom sells shirts. Can we get those like online? Does she have a little store or what? What hey. is she? If you if you want a nasty bench shirt, you can get a shirt at uh you can email me LandryRider okay. at gmail dot com. Email me your name and size and I'll I get back with you for the information. So Perfect. if you if you want to support the nasty bench down there yeah. Reed Green Coliseum, baby, we can we can get you a shirt hooked up. I like it. I dig yes, it. Sir. Well, uh Cardona went on uh, another 
uh, well, he went on the Eagle Hour, and, uh, you know, we were listening, and, and they asked him, you know, how he thought we were going to do in the uh, the conference, you know, first year in Sunbelt and all that. Yeah. And he said, we're going to win the conference. And, you know, everybody kind of shrugged it off and laughed, but looking at it now, hey, you know, he might not be far off. Yeah, uh, for sure. Everybody, if you would have told any anybody, I hate to bring it up, but Eagle Post, I, I said something in there. <laughs> I said something in there at the beginning of the year about how how they the, this team would surprise a bunch of people, and I'm sure everybody laughed it off, but yeah. I was being 100% serious about the team, turning it around, and obviously they have. And uh, Coach Cardona, I, I had a great chance of eating dinner with him in Cancun, and yeah. just by talking to him, he's a stand-up guy, great guy. He will he, – he, there's not much to say that's bad about him. There's probably nothing bad about him you can say. He's, he's always yeah. – you could tell he's so supportive of everybody on the team, and just by talking to him, me talking to him, he's supportive of me. And like, he asked what I wanted to do, this and that, and he was telling me to go for my dreams and that. So, just by hearing all that, I can, I can get a like an idea of what's going on inside of the Southern Miss basketball program right now. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So when does when does conference play start? Is it after? It's after Christmas, right? January, yeah. February. Yeah, it's after this uh, this upcoming game against UNLV. It is. I think the first game is. Uh, let me see. I think it might be against App State, Appalachian State. The first, first game uh, Troy next Thursday. Yeah, first it's at it's at Reed Green against Troy. Yeah. Okay. And Troy. Thursday, December 29th. Nice. Yep. nice. Okay, so before, before the new year. Yeah, and then they play uh, App State yep. December 31st. Yep. And oh, a New Year's Eve game. Yeah, probably the biggest game for in conference will be against Louisiana, who is who's having a good season right now. They're yeah. probably, I think, uh, I, th- I think they've only lost one game. For basketball yeah. so far, yeah, yeah, they're good. So, yeah, so yeah, which this is a good segue here into you know what we're about to talk about with with the basketball team, some can't wait stuff and all. So mm-hmm. our upcoming schedule mm-hmm. with basketball. If you want to see these guys, we're talking about uh, Thursday, December twenty second. So this Thursday, right. Before Christmas, we play UNLV and UNLV. Chuck, they just lost their first game of the season. I was, I was about to ask that if they were still undefeated. They lost their first game of the season on Saturdays. So you got two teams with only one loss playing each other. It's at UNLV, unfortunately. So we'll have to watch that one. I think somebody mentioned earlier today. You can find it streaming if you go through the Mountain West Network. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, so hopefully you can find it, Lane. Yeah, you can find it. <laughs> um, and then after that, on December 29th, so a week Sun from this Thursday, is the Sun Belt opener versus Troy at Southern Miss. Y'all try to come to that game. Let's pack out Reed uh, Green. And, we, uh, we need Reed Green pack, man. Like, today, all right, so this is Sunday that we're recording this, and I was at the game earlier today, and we had a good crowd. But it guys, we can, do, yeah, we can do, we, we can do so much better though. 
Like we can yeah. do, we, we could literally double our attendance today. Like we were about halfway full today. We need to, we need to pack that sucker out, you know, um, for that Troy game, just to show these yeah. guys we're here. Conference play. It's the second half, you know, it's the second season, really. This is the right. one, you know, the set, the, the actual part of the season that matters is, is here. All of this yeah. is practice. Yeah. Them we're, we're, we're behind you, you know, so we need to pack it out December 29th. Make plans to be there. Let's, it's a seven o'clock tip off at Reed Green Coliseum. And then two days later, the 31st is when App State comes to town. Um, mm-hmm. so another big one. And then we got, we travel to Louisiana on January the 5th. And that's that match up there. And then January 7th, we got, uh, Louisiana Monroe. Yep, and that's at Louisiana Monroe. So we got a little road game stretch here. They'll be at Marshall the week after that. So um that's that's your upcoming schedule, guys. And uh throughout the holidays, guys, you know, this is probably the last show we're actually recording here till the new year, but uh throughout the holidays, guys, those are the those are the games you got coming up. So really December 29th, December 31st, make plans. Uh, we got a seven o'clock tip off on the 29th and a two o'clock tip off on the 31st. Try to be there, guys. Let's support these guys, man. They deserve mm-hmm. it. So they do. Y'all they- wanna- yeah, absolutely. Y'all want to fire up the can't wait? Let's do it. Can't wait. So Landry, what can't wait segment is? is it's a segment where we talk about what we can't wait about what's coming up with Southern Miss basketball. So this can be talking about players you can't wait to see, matchups you can't wait to see, a game you can't wait to see, whatever. What what makes you say you can't wait for what's coming up in basketball? So uh, Landry, why don't you get us kicked off here on this one? I can't wait. I probably have to say I cannot wait until January 5th against Louisiana Lafayette. <clears throat> I think that game that game will tell us if, obviously the first two games will tell us how we'll do in a conference play, but I think that game against Lafayette will be the the biggest task we'll have to start off in Sunbelt play because I think they are, I think they might be 10-1. I'm not sure the record, but I know they have no more losses than three, and same for Marshall. Marshall is good. So those two games, I cannot wait for. January 5th, Lafayette, and January 12th against Marshall, I'd say. Oh, yeah, those are some good ones, man. There's some good ones. And uh, let's see, I'm looking at uh, Lafayette right now to see. Let's see, they have one loss. Yeah, they're a one-loss team right now. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, they got they got a big one this week. They they're about to play on December twenty-first. Lafayette plays. Uh, they play Texas, number seven. Oh Texas. yeah, that is. So that's, that's a big game. Yeah, that's one. I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna see if that one's you know on ESPN or something. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah, see yeah. these guys we're gonna be playing soon. But yeah, so you can't wait for the. For the Marshall and the ULL game, so those are some good ones. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, what makes you say you can't wait? 
I think one of my biggest can't wait um, for the season, really, and he's kind of been showing out. I, I love when uh, players transfer from from like SEC schools because they're quote unquote not good enough, and that they come to you know Southern Miss or another school and they show out and um, you know much like our boy Neil Watson, who we got to uh, where are they now coming up in a couple of weeks that you'll be able to listen and he talks about. You know, getting cut from his team where he wasn't, you know, tall enough or big enough, and then he come to Southern Miss and showed up. So Crowley, I can't wait to see uh, what all Crowley does for us. Um, he's done oh, yeah. a lot so far, and and you know, a lot of Ole Miss people are like, man, he didn't shoot like that or us, and I, I love it. I, you know, I think being encouraged and built on, loved on, and believed in has been a big part of that. Um, so I'm anxious to see what else he can do. I love that. I love that pick, man. Austin Crowley. He played with some passion. That dude plays with some fire and some passion. And if you have mm-hmm. ever seen him dunk a basketball, he dunks it he with does. some he, fury. He brings the rim uh, down. He's trying to bring it down whenever he's dunking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shadow that glass. Oof. Yeah. I'm, it's he, he that sucker with some force, man. He yeah. pounds that chest and gets all hyped up. He reminds me of like remember Jay Jonathan Mills. Mills? Yeah. He reminds oh, me of I the love, guard. He, that's probably my most favorite ever Southern Miss basketball player, Jonathan Mills, for sure. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, but like just the, the passion he plays with yeah. reminds me of Mills. Man, always going. And, uh, that's a good one. And mm-hmm. Crowley's number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lane? What's your What's your can't wait? Well, guys, my can't wait is I can't wait to see if Felipe Hase can keep going at the rate he is going right now, guys. Yeah, he's he on is f- going at. Let me just let me just yeah. Let me just throw some numbers at y'all real quick here. He's sitting here. He's averaging seventeen points a game, averaging seven rebounds a game, and eight blocks. Or he has eight blocks on the season. 12 steals on the season. I mean, guys, he is... Hase literally is leading our team in most categories. Um, Definitely. He kind of reminds me of uh, Dirk Nowinski. Kind of. Oh, yeah. He's not not real athletic. uh, He'll get the job done, whatever the job is. He'll get it done. So, he'll find a way. Well, I mean, it's it's rare to me to see a big guy like Hase mm-hmm. who can control the paint as well as he does, who also yeah, he, can shoot the three ball. Had, uh, and he all that really ever been on a team with his uh, Hase, so he can definitely shoot the shoot the ball for real. He can shoot the lights out, man. He's like to me, he's like oh NBA yeah, yeah, one day good. I could see like, that. he is. And so the two players we've mentioned, guys, Crowley, number one, and Hase, number 22, they're also the mm-hmm. team leaders in minutes played. If you come catch one of these games, you're going to see number one and number 22. They're some of the key guys you're going to see out there. Some other guys to keep an eye on. I just like throwing out some other notables. That's kind of what I like to do. Number five, mm-hmm. DeAndre Pinckney. He he's kind of a fan favorite. He He's slammed down today. He dunked one. Mr. He's got a lot of blocks on the season. Mr. Efficient. 
Yeah. He is. And he can he can uh he can shoot the lights out too now. He can shoot it too. Um so another one that plays a lot, Mo Arnold. He played a whole bunch today. Yeah, Mo plays a lot. Ever since uh, um Liftall went out with his ankle. Yeah. So Mo's he's seen a tick in his playing yeah. time because of that injury, I believe. But he's he, yeah, good yeah, use of it, though. Use. Um, and some other ones, uh, Denaje Harris plays some. Uh, he plays a pretty good bit. Donovan Ivory's had some good He's playing kind of time. Great. Marcelo Perez, fun one. Yeah. Marcelo Perez mm-hmm. is a fun one to watch. Uh, Neftali Alvarez is a good one. Tyler Mormon. So, I mean, these are just some names of some guys you're going to see play if you come to these games, guys. And they, they're they a fun group of guys, man. What would you, Landrew, how would you summarize their style of play? It's almost like it's 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 so unique. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. Definitely I have not seen anything like it on, on the defensive side of the ball because they're like right, little gnats. They're always – coming at you whoever has <laughs> yeah. the ball you're definitely getting pressured they're right on. around you yeah they're so and on offense their offense is one of a kind really too everybody that's in the starting lineup can really score the ball and most of the people on the bench that come off the bench they can they can score at will too when they need to so everybody on the team is can get to the rim and get points when needed, so it's always good. Yeah, man, they uh they play with a lot of passion and a lot of heart. They're fun to watch. A lot of they fun. They do, yes. So make sure to come out and support these guys. They deserve it. They really do. No matter what happens at UNLV, even though I fully expect to hand them their second loss of the season, whatever oh, yeah, ends I- up happening when we. When we play those guys, man, we need to pack that place out when Troy comes to town and uh, pack it out again. Uh, that's December 29th, Troy, 7 o'clock tip-off. Then we need to pack it again on the 31st for a 2 o'clock tip-off versus that date. Love it. Anything else you guys want to share about basketball? All I can say is just get out to the game whenever they're at Reed mm-hmm. Green. They can use the support. Oh, yeah. For sure. No doubt. And, Chuck, I thought this would be a good opportunity. It is Uh-oh. the holidays. It is the holidays. And, you know, I love spectaculars is what I call them. <laughs> so it's... this is like a little mini Christmas spectacular here. And for this, guys, I want to bring in Tate Thaggard. Tate, get him on the ringer. Get him in here. Tate, where you at? I've been here the whole time. Hey, Tate. So we want Tate to step out from behind the scenes in this one and do the Christmas segment with us. You good with that, Tate? Man, I'm here for it. Love me some Christmas. All right. Well, we got some Christmas questions. We're going to ask, and we're, all four of us are going to answer. And then we, what do you think, Pate? Can we post like a little Facebook post whenever we post the thing? 
uh, post these or whenever we post the episode, can we post these questions on there and let fans give us their answers if they choose to? Oh, absolutely. We can definitely do that. See, folks, yeah, that's I, just Lane giving me more work to do. So. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I he, he has a habit of doing a lot. that. I do he this has a, a lot. habit of doing that. <laughs> I got Let, these my, post five questions. We my favorite that. thing Lane does, though, y'all, is like Lane will we'll take a picture at a game or something, and then Lane will send it to Pate to post on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> instead, of, instead of just getting on Facebook let's, and posting himself. I don't know how <laughs> Both of you can do it. Lord can we help it. Facebook. Can you can you tweet this on Facebook? I think he legit said that one time. I have in our yeah. chat. All I'm good for is talking. Y'all know that. So you got good oh, ideas you know. too. You got good ideas. <laughs> well, here is our first question. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Let's start this off with Chuck, your favorite Christmas movie. Ooh. So I'm going to catch a lot of slack, especially from my friend Savannah, who we argue about it every year. My all-time favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. I watch it every year. Mm. Mm, that mm. Is a good- it's, a, it's a Christmas tradition for me. Uh, I've seen it a thousand times. But, but die- if I had to go with a with a traditional Christmas movie though, I'm gonna do a Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol. Oh well, Die Hard. Die okay. Hard is my number. All one. right. All right. Well <laughs> we went on two ends of the spectrum right there, son. Right there, right <laughs> no joke. Yippee Kaye, Chuck. Yippee Kaye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or as Mickey Land- would say, Yippee Kaye. <laughs> Land- <laughs> your favorite Christmas movie. Uh my favorite Christmas movie, I'd probably have to say, definitely Elf with Will Ferrell in it for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good one. one. It's a good it's one. My four year old would say that too. That's not yeah. an insult. That's <laughs> <Max would>. <laughs> <laughs> he would. He loves that movie. He has a full Elf costume. So, oh yeah, we love, yeah. we're Elf fans at our house. I love it. All there right, Pete. Hey. Best Christmas movie in your opinion? Oh man. Okay, so mine is actually a tie between Elf and the original Home Alone. Oh you know, yeah, number one. Yeah, I, I mean, totally no, like the the OG, the original Home Alone. You know, and they made several remakes after that. But you know, you know Macaulay Culkin, you know Kevin McAllister. You can't beat it. You really can't. No. You know the uh, the wet bandits would have died like six times in that movie. Oh yeah, at least <laughs> I actually watched a video the other day, like like surgeons and doctors actually explaining like each injury, like every uh, every time that they would get hit with a paint can or something. I think they would have died like at least fifteen or 10, 10 15 times over, <laughs> just over the course of one that one movie. It's really a testament so. to Martin Harry's perseverance. Yeah, <laughs> hard, hard-headed. You talk about determination. <laughs> I believe I'd have given up, but you know, hey, there you go. That's a good one. So, uh, all oh, right. Yeah. So, with mine, I grew up with a Christmas story, and like I would turn that movie on on Christmas Day and literally let it play all day. And to me, that is like the quintessential Christmas movie. Although, 
Christmas vacation is one that has kind of become a tradition in our house too. We're big Christmas vacation fan. I'm a Christmas junkie as it is, mm. but I'm still you know that, give it. I have never seen a Christmas story. Uh, really? Really? Ever? That that surprises me, huh. Chuck. I'm gonna have to it watch. Play, it, they run it all day from 6 p.m. Yeah. to 6 p.m. Christmas Eve to Christmas oh. Day. On Christmas Day, uh, I've I watched that movie one time. I think like three or four times. <laughs> I just let it run. Like seriously, I turn it on, let it run all day as background stuff. So, um, I don't know that movie. I think just because I grew up doing that, like my family did that as I was when I was a kid. We're gonna get stuff like this later, but my family did that whenever I was a kid, and to me, that's kind of Christmas to me. You know, Christmas story on TV, but uh. Christmas vacation's a good one too though. I would yeah. if I were to I might would say that'd be a tie between those two. Those are good ones. So all right, our next question here is what is your favorite Christmas song? Mm. By the now, way, are we, are I get ready about... to listen to Christmas music like after Halloween. So <laughs> I've been all about some Christmas music. What is your favorite <laughs> Christmas song? Are we talking like old school Christmas carol or are we talking about any kind of Christmas song? I don't care. One that, if okay. it's a Christmas song or about Christmas, it counts. Okay. So, what, you about to throw some Luther Vandross at us or something? <laughs> no, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no hey, Luther. Go ahead and get us started right here. Uh, I guess for me, I would have to say. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm actually a big uh, Pentatonix fan myself, but uh, I believe it was Chuck who introduced me to this one. Uh, it's Mary Did You Know, specifically by Jordan Smith. I believe he performed mm-hmm. it on The Voice. And the first time I heard that uh, rendition of Mary Did You Know, like it just it just brought me to tears. You know, it was Duke it was. Whale. I'm telling you, that one just absolutely floored me. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good, that is a good, good one. one. All right, Chuck. Go ahead. You know, I'm a I'm a music junkie. Like I love music. Um and I, I think we all love music. But um, you know, Pate mentioned Pentatonics. Uh their version of Little Drummer Boy is phenomenal. If you never listened to it, check it out. It is. Um it is. But old school Christmas Carol, I really love Oh Holy Night or Silent Night mm-hmm. would be my two my two big picks. See, whenever you asked about have to be old or can it be newer, I thought you were gonna <laughs> throw like under the mistletoe by Justin Bieber out there. <laughs> no, I don't I've never even heard that either. So you weren't gonna live that one down. I'm gonna let you know. Landry, yeah. if that's your answer, I'm sorry, but you have five seconds to change it before you get made fun of. <laughs> Landry, favorite <laughs> Christmas song. Oh, snap. Uh, it's not the Justin Bieber one. I can I can assure you that it's not that <laughs> one. Uh, my favorite Christmas song, definitely Grandma Got Ran Over by a Rain. There you wow. go. Classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I don't there know. Where, I don't know who sings it, but the one that first comes into your mind is my most favorite one. So, <laughs> the country five one—that's what I yes. think of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had a whole movie after it. It was really good. Yes, yes. I they remember had the, it as a kid. They had the movie after. 
Yep. There you go. All right, so my favorite is uh, Silent Night by The Temptations. Ooh, it's okay. a totally different version. By the way, I love Motown songs. I really like White Christmas by The Drifters is probably my second favorite. Those are both Motown songs. But okay. Silent Night uh, by The Temptations is my favorite of all time. It's, every year it's the first Christmas song I play of the year. And it's just, I don't know, I love it. So that's my. All right, my next question. What is your favorite food to eat at Christmas? Like mm. Christmas meal or whatever. What is your favorite food? So, and, and you know, a lot of people eat pretty much the same food they eat for Thanksgiving for Christmas. But yeah. uh, favorite favorite food to eat on Christmas Day? Let's go with Chuck. Well, you know, Lane and I sound skinny on the radio, but we're actually pretty big dudes. So... We uh we love to eat, or I'm gonna speak for myself. I'll say myself. I love to eat. Um, my mother's <laughs> my mother's chicken turkey dressing is the best. I've, nobody can ever touch it. And my sister's ham. I love those two. Yeah. Landry, go here. Oh, uh, my favorite meal is probably my mom makes this like uh I don't even know what it's called, but it's like. It's uh sausage and uh eggs and uh like cheese and uh like some tortillas wrapped together put in the oven. It's like okay. a burrito, like a loaded burrito, but with eggs yeah. and stuff. It's real good. It does sound good. So when we come pick up our shirts, we'll have some made for us, right? Well, oh yeah, it'll be, it'll be special. Yeah, yeah. it'll be ready. <laughs> Comes with the shirt. There you, you go. He did not clear any of this. He did not. His mom is going to be, (laughs) when she listens, she's going to be like, Landry. We just gave his mother a side business. Yeah. Yeah, He's all right. I don't know what a cricket is. One of those cricket machines that makes stuff. She loves making stuff on that, so she won't mind. (laughs) Well, there you go. She just got a ton of business already. (laughs) He did. Well, Pete, favorite Christmas food. All right, so uh, this has more or less been a tradition in my family over the past several years, but we, um, my favorite thing to eat on Christmas Day is either sushi or hibachi, believe it or not. Um, It's become a family tradition. We always either go out for sushi or we go to the uh, Oishi hibachi bar over there on Hardy Street every year, and so it's kind of been a staple in our family. So that's kind of where I go. I know I know it's not your traditional Christmas, but I love yeah, it's the only place open on Hardy Street, so I did uh, not know that. I did not know that. Yeah. It is. I hop I hop was open one year. We did one year. I do know that. I hop was open one time. We did that <laughs> on Christmas Day once. Isn't Cracker Barrel usually open. open on Christmas? Or are they I closed? Don't I don't know. That's a good that's question. A good question. But does Cracker Barrel sell hibachi? Don't they don't think. sell hibachi. No. They do not do no, that. They do. They not. have blueberry pancakes. They, so they do. Have they that. do, and they are phenomenal. Yeah. Well, guys, I'll, all right. So one of my favorite things on both Christmas and Thanksgiving to eat 
and this is going to sound like ridiculous because people spend all this time making all this great food. He's going to say, "Can I? I can just, we get? Can Peyton? I guess Lane. Yeah. <laughs> Ocean spray cranberry sauce." Actually, yeah, yeah you're absolutely yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what you I love. I just crack open the, the ocean spray things. Like, ocean spray. on a plate. The rings help me cut it straight. Cut it. <laughs> it's the best. See, I, I know my co-host. <laughs> my mother's so disappointed me for that. Yes, so does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my mom, my mom makes baked beans really good. She has like a special baked bean recipe she makes. It's really They're good. They're called Bushes Lane. Bushes baked no, beans. No, she actually does oh, oh, she actually oh, does don't do that. <laughs> but wow. yeah. So it reminds me of that uh that episode of Friends where Phoebe said that her grandmother has a really good uh chocolate chip cookie recipe, but she can't remember it. And uh, Monica was like, who, "Who? Where did she get it? She got it from her friend Nestle Tollhouse. <laughs> Nestle Tollhouse. <There> yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say it's probably uh, ocean spray cranberry sauce, and then uh, my mom makes good baked beans, so I'd go with hers too. My wife's a great cook too. I just my mind went to those two things because I grew up eating my mom's food for Christmas. <laughs> but my wife is a good cook. I don't mean to sound bad by not throwing her food out there too. Uh all right. So the next one. What is the best gift you've ever received? And I'm gonna have a hard time with this one. The best gift you've ever received. We might better go in order of who actually has an answer here. Do y'all have an answer? Anybody got an answer to this? Uh, I'll try. I think I do. Uh, I might. Okay, start off. Kick off a lander then. I think uh, the best gift I've probably ever gotten for Christmas uh, probably like a PS4 because it's like well, that's like my first gaming console to ever get. So I was pretty happy when I got that. There you go. Yeah, uh, that's probably my best gift. I got. I got one. I got one. Uh, so uh, there, there's two, and there were two different years apart, and this is how old I am. I'm about to date myself here, okay? The first one uh, was a Sega Game Gear. I don't know if y'all remember that, but it was basically a Sega Genesis, but like a Game Boy version. Like it was a handheld version. Y'all remember that at all? Yeah, yeah, I'll be honest. I, okay. I don't have a clue what yeah. that is. <laughs> there you go. All right. Do you even know what a Game Boy <laughs> is, Landry? I, I know. What a, I know what a Game, Game Boy, Boy was, is. Yeah, it's basically your phone without being able to call. It. You can play games on it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna send y'all a commercial Lord. for Game Gear. Uh, but my favorite all time, all time to this day, Christmas present. Um. I believe I was 12 years old, and I got a moped for Christmas. Y'all know what a moped is? Yeah. So it's not like the moped, like you see, like, these, you know, weird college kids driving. No offense, weird college kids. But (laughs) it looked like a a motorcycle. Like, but it was really cool. That sounds cool. Yeah, it was kind of a cross between, like, a a scooter and a dirt bike. But it was was a lot. I I spent so many hours on that. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, 
Are you able to think of one? Uh, so I'm going to get a little sappy with mine because uh, this is actually something that uh, really all of our family really wanted for Christmas. So years and years and years ago, we actually had a little dog. His name was Jody, um, a Boston Terrier. This was back when I was like in middle school or so. And I remember this specifically because Jody had a habit of always leaving the neighborhood. He would end up like we lived in, uh, grew up over there uh, close to Heritage United Methodist Church. And somehow this dog, I kid you not, ends up from like, this is like we're over there near New Point Shopping Center over there. That dog ends up all the way at. Krispy Kreme on Hardy Street. Wow. Don't know how. Don't know how. It's like Homeward Bound, but reverse. Right. Right. He saw he <laughs> saw the blinking light and wanted the donut paint. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, yeah. I can't blame the dog, really. But but anyway, he had, he had run away so many times. But the last time he ran away, he had run away for like over gosh i think it was like over a month or two like he's been gone like he had been gone for like two months like all my siblings and i were just distraught never able to find him but that was like for over a good month or two and then uh literally i think it was like two or three days before christmas um one of our neighbors i think in lake serene had actually found him in the back of his truck like in the back seat of his truck. I don't, no one knows how he got there, but the dog was, yeah, he was in the back of the truck and uh, we got the phone call from one of my mom's friends and they said, Hey, have it, if y'all didn't y'all lose a dog like a couple of months ago. And mom was like, yeah, well, yeah, we've been trying to find him. And he was like, can you send me a picture of him? I think I found him. And lo and behold, there he was. Um, <laughs> after two months, still don't know how he made it, but, I mean, that dog had run away at least five or six times, but that was like a Christmas miracle to our family. Yeah. So that was like kind of our... Came up missing yeah. for a while, shows up in someone's tailgate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not, not, not in the tailgate, like in the backseat of the truck. the truck. Like somehow got in, in the, the truck. truck. I, don't, I don't know. That's the great thing about it. We have no idea. But that was like one of the greatest Christmas gifts we ever got, you know, as a family, you know, because we we missed him and kept looking for him for months. It was a Christmas miracle. Yeah, you talk about a miracle. How'd the dog stay alive that long, I wonder? (laughs) We still don't know. Maybe he he lived on donuts. Who knows? He got a a free free dozen dozen donuts. That's right. My favorite gift gift I ever received is probably the one that I got the most playing out of whenever I got it. I was a kid. I was probably, shoot, I was probably 10 years old, maybe. Something like that. And uh, I was a big wrestling fan. I say was, like I'm not still a wrestling fan. I wasn't (laughs) slash (laughs) a big wrestling fan. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I I would watch, and that was back during the Attitude Era, so there was all kinds of, like, R-rated stuff on TV that I was allowed to watch, apparently, because it was wrestling. 
But oh, we, uh, but I was a huge wrestling fan, and uh, I would love to like get on my trampoline and try to be like these wrestlers, like try to act like <laughs> the wrestlers were. And you know, I didn't have really anything to wrestle with, so I brought like when I was a kid, I'd take like pillows and stuff out there and do all the moves on them for Christmas one year. My parents got me, it was a Sting, like, stuffed action figure thing, like, stuffed, I don't know, doll, I guess, but it had, like, it would say stuff whenever you hit it and all. It was, like, made to wrestle and put moves on it and stuff. It would say stuff whenever you hit it. And, man, I took that joker out there, that trampoline, and I played with that thing for probably two or three years. Like, he was always, you know, Sting would become whoever I was, with at the time you know it'd be stone cold this week this week it'd be the undertaker whatever and i go out there and i do all kinds of wrestling moves to it on my trampoline and stuff man uh i'm pretty sure i tore that thing to pieces but so many jokes right now uh-huh i had all <laughs> kinds of all kinds of things that thing. i got mason i got mason an inflatable wrestler to wrestle with on the trampoline last year for christmas and uh i was the first one to, to use it i got out there and gave it a rko That's just to make how to do it a ddp yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i always like those things that you hit and they, they would come back up oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah but yeah that was probably the best that was the gift i got that got the most use out of it so nice. um all right. Uh, then I guess the last question I have was this: What is your family's tradition for Christmas? What are some traditions that you and your family do that may be unique or maybe not unique? But what is like when you think of Christmas? What all do you think of what happens as far as like you and your family? What happens? So let's start with Pete on this one. Go ahead. Well, I think I already covered a good bit of mine. Uh, We've pretty much made it a staple in our family to uh, to go out for uh, for sushi or hibachi, Chinese, Japanese, whatever, just about every Christmas because I think it's Oishi and like maybe one or two other places that are actually open on Christmas, and uh, that's just something that we've always done. We typically will open gifts on Christmas morning. Um, and then go to lunch after that. Uh, so that's kind of what we've been doing the past several years. I got you. Cool. Uh, Landry. Christmas uh, tradition. Oh, well, my Christmas pr- traditions is probably uh, the, my family coming over probably Christmas morning. Been doing that probably every every year since I've been, I can remember. Lane, mine, my uh, favorite. I it would have to be, uh, you know, Christmas morning. All twenty-five of us, um, in the same building, same house, opening presents, laughing, having dinner and lunch, and uh, uh, you know, I have a huge family. I got I got about ten nephews and three nieces and three sisters and brother-in-law. So it's a huge family. Um, you know, this will be the, the second Christmas without my dad. Uh, but we, uh, 
still honor him every year, but definitely family, family, the older you get and Landry, this advice to you. And I think all listeners agree, the older you get, the less it becomes about what's under the tree and more about who's around it. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. So, so mm-hmm. definitely being, being with the, the family, all of us together and, Everybody's in a good mood. Nobody's, you know, sad or, or upset or. You know. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. definitely that. Yeah, that's a good word there, Chuck. And uh, we got several that we like to do, man. We um, uh, first off, it's Columbia. We go to Columbia every year. In the weeks leading up to Christmas, we go at least once. We're planning on going mm-hmm. again this week. I saw you at Columbia whenever we went, Chuck. We actually That's stood true. together. Yeah, we did. We stood together and watched the Living Nativity there. But it's a really good show, man. Columbia, to me, is the best Christmas show mm-hmm. really around. Like, it's probably the best I've, I've been to. Yeah. And so Beautiful. we go to Columbia every year. That's a that's a staple for us. And then um, some things we do. And, and what's cool, guys, you know, uh, having kids, you know, I got kids now. We were kind of Mary Lois and I, we got married and had Mason and all. We kind of got to make our own tradition, you know, like what, what we do with our kids. That's going to be, you know, somebody's going to ask Mason one day, what do y'all do at Christmas? What he's going to say is what we, is the standard we set right now, what we choose that Christmas is going to be to all of us, you know, and so Mason right now we kind of done the same stuff every year for four years now just to you know give him some you, you know something to look forward to every year and this is christmas to him um and christmas to us what we've made it um obviously we do like you know elf on the shelf he shows scout shows up right after thanksgiving every year so we got our elf he, he shows up and kind of does his thing all year long we do the stuff like baking he he bakes cookies with mary lois every year we put out reindeer food and all that they bake cookies every year on christmas eve and we set out some for santa claus um, oh yeah and then our family tradition really is uh, on christmas eve like i said mary lois and mason will bake cookies for santa and uh daddy gets some of those cookies too which is a good thing and then um and then we we sit down and watch Christmas Vacation together as a family. Mm-hmm. We sit and watch that movie together every Christmas Eve. That's kind of a throwback to Mary Lois. That was what she did growing up. So that's kind of a you know it's kind of a tribute to Mary Lois growing up. That's what she did. So we kind of meshed our family traditions together. So we watch that, mm-hmm. and then I always sit there on Christmas Eve and I I tell Mason the Christmas story. We read it to him, and then after okay. that, I read him. Uh, actually, no, I got that backwards. I read was the night before Christmas to him. So we watch Christmas Vacation. Then I get the book the night before Christmas and read it, and then we go to bed. And then on Christmas morning, we wake up and I read, and, and they rip open the presents and all that. And then after that, I read. Uh, I read the Christmas story. You know, the story of Jesus's birth to them and. That's kind of what we do about that time. We start cooking and our family shows up with gifts and that's Christmas to us. So, Oh yeah. Lots of fun. So yeah, it's awesome, ma'am. So 
And that's it, guys. That's all the questions I really had. Um, listeners, I hope you guys have the best Christmas you've ever had this year. I oh, yeah. A good one. Mm-hmm. Best Christmas. For and, sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Landry Ryder, for coming on tonight. And, uh, thank y'all for having us. So with us. Absolutely. Thank you. I had, I had a great time. Well, we yeah, man. We're going to get you back on when we make it into the NCAA tournament. Hey, yes, for sure. Right. I'd love I'd yeah. love it. We'll, we'll speak it into sure. existence. I'll be back That's on. That's right. We're going we're gonna to claim it. Yes, we win Sunbelt, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're back in the NCAA tournament. So. That's right. We'll speak That's it right. into existence. I appreciate it. you no I want my nasty bench shirt, Landry. Me too. Me too. Y'all, Same. Y'all be the Same. first two. We'll be, we'll be texting you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be well, ready uh, to give them to y'all. Awesome. Well, for thank sure. y'all listeners. Thank you, Pate, for making the sound look good. Glad you got to come on tonight and share a little bit with the, the listeners. And uh, from everybody here at Everyday Eagle Podcast, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Hope y'all have a safe and warm Christmas. Uh, stay bundled up. And as always, Southern Miss. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. For Southern Miss fans, by Southern Miss fans. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit EverydayEaglesPodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Everyday Eagles Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. Touchdown!